Hi guys, it's Alexis and Samantha of An Extra Dose. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. We're so happy to be back and we apologize for any muffled noises or anything that we screw up. I feel like it's just going to be a bunch of background noise right now. We're just glad that we're getting this podcast done because we are currently, if you guys follow us on Instagram, we're currently in Grand Cayman with our family on our annual vacation with our parents and we had every intention of doing the podcast like when we got here a week ago almost. And then, of course, now it's Thursday night and we still didn't get to it. So we're happy that we're getting the episode done, but we're also screaming in our hotel room. So really late at night. I know. And I hope it's loud because I don't know how last loud time or like a couple months ago, it looked kind of quiet and it looks like it could well, be. It looks, it looks quiet. Like it, it looks like it could be. Yes, on the app we yeah. use. Okay, anyway. So hopefully you can just like really blast might, this we, episode. <laughs> we might be waking up all our neighbors. But <laughs> including our parents next door. It's literally, and what can I lie, it's 11, 15 at night and we're recording a podcast right now. But that's, that's been every night this trip. So like we're usually working on our phone all day, but, well not all day, but we work we're still working while we're here, and at night is, like, when I've been doing stuff on my laptop, and then it's, like, 1 a.m., I'm, like, shit, I need to, like, this is, it's late. This is not good, but here we are doing our podcast normally at 11 p.m. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, and the way we're positioned right now, I just feel like you're going to hear a bunch of us moving around. Yeah, we're, like, I'm trying to stand still for 30 minutes on the bed, which I can't do I'm it. I'm so ADD. I'm probably going to shuffle around or get anxiety about it. <laughs> Either one. But... With that topic about vacations, we wanted to share, we had a few requests to share kind of how we plan our trips out and all that, because I feel like it can get kind of tricky and overwhelming. So um, this trip, like I said, is a family trip that we've been going on for like 11 years. But when Sam and I are planning a trip, like on normally that we're doing for work or for other stuff, uh, we usually have some stuff that we use to kind of make the planning a little bit easier. So for starters, obviously, you have to figure out where you want to go, what kind of trip you want. So we're definitely more beach people. Um, I know a lot of people like, like to sightsee or go to like museums and stuff. That's not me at all. But we like to go like on a beach trip. So usually we like to go to Mexico or something like that. If you guys follow us, you've probably seen us go to different trips and destinations, a lot of Mexico and beachy kind of places. But we um, have a section on our blog on our travel. We were reviewed a lot of hotels in different areas and, like, all the food we've eaten and all that stuff. But usually we try to figure out, like, how long we want to go for and what time of year we want to go for. Obviously, there's a high season in some places, so you probably don't want to go during those times. If, um, you know, if you're trying to save money, it's going to be very expensive to go during those times. So I would go, like, in the low season times, which... For example, for like for Mexico, it would be um, what's the low season for Mexico? Definitely not in the, around the holidays. Yeah, high well, season. they were saying there's not really a high season. There's a high season in terms of pricing, but in terms of occupancy, she said that it's well where we were a couple months ago. She said it's high, like it's high occupancy all year. But yeah. there's hurricane season August to August to. October I think and or I think and that's where it's there's more tendency to get lots of rain and hurricanes so they get less occupancy then but she said there isn't like like for example where we are here it's in the winter months it's very 
it's very, um, they, it's gets it more, like double the price in the winter and in the, in the spring, I mean, in the summer, it's still very occupied, but the price is like half of what it is in the winter months, but nonetheless, it's still very crowded. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously if you're trying to save money, I would definitely try to look at like when is the busiest time, when's the most expensive time to go and then try to go in the off times if you're trying to save money. If you're trying to go during high season, I would try to book it as far in advance as possible so you can save money on the flights and everything else. But I guess the next step, once you figure out where you want to go and how long you want to go for, I would say I would definitely look when you're booking your flights. You want to probably book that first because I feel like, well, don't book them too far in advance where you don't, you can't because American has like a change fee and stuff. So I would definitely, I would definitely not wait on that. But when you're booking it, I always like to look on, we look at Google Flights a lot to kind of see the calendar of prices. So you can see like what days you're choosing, like if a range of dates, you can see which one's more expensive to leave a certain day or not. We usually like to fly direct. I would always vote for that if I can. Luckily, we have DFW in Dallas, which is American's hub, uh, American Airlines. So there's a lot of direct flight options for us, but you can obviously save money if you stop places or I know you you book you're going on a trip with Southwest right yeah I'm going on a trip with my boyfriend um in the fall and we're doing we are doing something through Southwest vacations and when we have to stop which is not ideal but I'll let you guys know how it goes but it you does a package so you save money that way so I would suggest there's a lot of different airlines that I think American does it too where the hotel or the rental car or something is bundled with the flight so you usually get a better deal on that um but yeah I've never done it before so I'll let you guys know how that goes yeah I mean I'm excited to hear it goes because we've, we've always just done American or and then done everything separately so I feel like but there are some cities even though left field is Dallas is a hub is Dallas is the hub, we have to stop somewhere to go to Mexico. So, but I maybe some other cities are direct. I don't know. I think we're stopping in Houston or something. No, so I was gonna ask you where. I want to say we're stopping in Houston, so that's direct from there. I mean, but it's easy for bundling everything together because otherwise you do what we do, where it's like you book everything separately. Yeah, and you have to figure out which the hotel is cheaper this day, but yeah. it's more expensive. This and day. like what I was saying, like you always want to book. We always book our flights first because those seats fill up. Americans a pain in the you know what? Because then certain rates will go up for like one ticket. Yeah, that's another trick. So oh yeah, that's good. When you're looking at Google Flights, which is what we use a lot when I'm like booking, when I'm thinking about different dates, if your dates are flexible, I mean, if you have like a wedding or something and you can't really change the dates around, I would still look because a Thursday sometimes is less expensive than a than a Wednesday or vice versa. So, I'd always look at that if your dates are a little bit flexible, and even if they're weeks the weeks are flexible. I will look at that. And I like to look at Google Flights because sometimes it will tell you it starts at $400 like for a ticket and you realize you go on the American website, it's not if you book two tickets. So sometimes like there's been times Alex and I are going on a work trip and one of us were on different reservations because it's cheaper based on uh, the demand for how many seats they raise the prices. Instead of one getting one person getting one price, when you book it for two seats, it will g- give you guys both the higher price or the average as opposed to one person getting one for $300 and one person getting it for like 400 Yeah, which really is annoying. But you can go around that sometimes. And then there's other 
there's other websites like Kayak and like we already mentioned Google Flights. You can book through those and kind of just see what you get the best rate from. And like I said, we use American the most, but there's other airlines that maybe in your area are better. And after you book that and you figure out your flight, I mean, you kind of want to do all this simultaneously, but you want to get the flight done first. I feel like that's like the first thing that goes up. The hotel is what we figure out next, like once we know the destination and all that. Um, it depends where we're going, like how we book it and all that. But once I love TripAdvisor, and I'll talk about that in a little bit in a second, but TripAdvisor is like I have the app. I use it for everything, for restaurants, for food hotels and all that stuff activities because the hotels what I love about it is you can see the reviews for one you can search and like filter like for like buffet or like breakfast you can like see that people like say if you're looking on Mexico for example yeah. I do this all the time when I'm like looking up different hotels what people say you can literally type in like all inclusive if I'm not sure if it is I'm like well, some people said something about that. You literally can just type in, like, let's say, all-inclusive, and everyone's re- – anything that there ever someone typed in that was relating to, like, all-inclusive, whether it was or it wasn't or what how it went, everything will pop up that way. So you don't have to look through pages of reviews. You can just see the ones that pertain to what you're looking for. Yeah. So I'll use that a lot. In the photos, I'm a very visual person. There's obviously the hotels and put the best photos on their website and on TripAdvisor, but I always like to look under the traveler photos because people post literally the grossest stuff. Like they'll post like bed bugs or like dirty like cracks. Yeah, like and I mean yeah, people are a little harsh like anything else, but um, I would definitely look at those because they're honest and like they're not like fake pictures that are from like ten years ago. So I like that aspect of it. I think people can be, like I said, they can be a little harsh and they can, you know, be a little strict about stuff. So take that in with a grain of salt. But I think it does give like a really good visual. If you're seeing a lot of four or five stars, that's probably a good sign. Yeah. If you're seeing a lot of mixed reviews, it's, I would maybe look into some other options. And then like on there, sometimes you can book hotels directly through TripAdvisor, which I've done several times. The rate is much lower sometimes, but... There's sometimes it is a no, it was like a cancellation penalty, so it's kind of like you need to be 100% sure you're going to leave. We did something for um, our birthday. We did booking.com. Booking.com, and, or we did something through Google. It was through Google, but I think it was booking.com. Yeah. Or maybe that was a different trip. But anyway. No, it was that trip. And it was, I like to sit there and compare it because like Expedia gives one rate, a random website gives another, like Google gives another. And so. You just need to sit there and compare prices and make sure you're getting apples with, like, compare apples with apples and make sure you're getting the same room and it was the same room. And just kind of yeah. call the hotel and ask them, like, is this the same? Yeah. And then you can always just confirm. If you, like, we booked it on American Ex- with American Express and we know we've been a card member with them forever. We know, like, if something happened, they'll, like, probably dispute it or fight it. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Airbnb, which... We haven't used that much, but I think it's a really good option to use for places. And then we're actually going to Seaside in like a month with our family for another little trip. And we're renting a house through like a third party company. So it's going to be a different experience because we're always, we always do hotels. So we'll see how that goes. But I, Airbnb is like a great option, affordable option. You can find some really cute spots. A lot of our friends use it. And I think it's a great option if you don't want to do the hotel route. I think it's a great way to save money and stuff. And then, obviously, um, you want to figure out what activities and stuff you're doing. Like I said, TripAdvisor and Pinterest are what I use. Obviously, 
Instagram too, but I feel like another good tool for Instagram. I always do. Yeah. I go into the location of like where like whether it's a city or like a hotel or something. I like to look at there. Like when I'm looking at TripAdvisor, also like pull up the location on Instagram, not just like the Instagram page, because again, that's gonna be like good photo. You can look at the tagged photos, but look at the location and you can see like let's say look at the location of like I don't know some area in San Francisco or something, you'll find, like, cute restaurants. Sometimes people tag stuff or um, try to look up, like, on Instagram, look up, like, food accounts or, like, something like that of the city you're going to or even a location of, like, the hotel, like, if it's overseas. And you can see, like, what they ordered, like, pictures of the resort, like, traveler photos, basically. Yeah, you can do that on anything, like, on Pinterest, too. People post their blog posts on there and you can see, like, where they do whole posts on, like, everything they've eaten, where they went, what activities they did. Also, if you just do, like, a simple Google search, you can do that. Yelp is great for restaurants. I use that, like, so it's my most used app because, again, it's the reviews and the we visual. We actually, like, we were just talking about this with our parents. Even, like, somewhere like Grand Cayman, we've been coming for 11 or 12 years. We've been coming here every year and sometimes twice a year. We you know, the hotel recommends certain restaurants, and we've, I mean, we've been to a lot of them since we've come here all the time, but as an example, we tried a new one out this time, and the hotel was kind of like, uh, like, it's getting mixed reviews, but we're like, no, we looked at the menu, we liked it, and the reviews on, like, what was it, Yelp or TripAdvisor were, like, pretty good, so we tried it out, and we really liked it, and we told the hotel, like, we liked it. I mean, we eat very plain, but we loved the food. It was, like, what we wanted, and so it's, like, you can go off the reviews, but, like, hotel reviews, but I would also look on TripAdvisor. Like, you can depend on that because it's traveler people going instead of, like, And, like, like Samantha said about Instagram, like, I post stuff in my story, and a lot of you guys are saying you're coming here, and you're going to try the restaurants we shared, and yet you wouldn't have known about them, so... You never know who's looking at it. I mean, I'm like, when I post it, I'm like, who cares? But people, you never know who's looking at it, and it's helpful. I like to look at real stuff, too. So I would definitely check stuff like Instagram, uh, Pinterest, Yelp, TripAdvisor are my top things. And then, obviously, when you're there, you can keep looking around. So I think those are those are basically our tips. I mean, have fun while you're there. I like to plan some stuff, but then also be spontaneous, depending on what kind of trip you're on. So... Hopefully that helps with booking all of it. Um, there's obviously like way more tips that we can share, but that will scrape the surface for now. And while we're on that topic of vacations, we wanted to share kind of like what our workout routine is while we're traveling. And I th- I will say it depends like trip to trip. Like we went to Europe, we walked a ton. We went to Europe like five years ago. We walked a ton every day. So I don't think we went to the gym more than like twice for two weeks. Like yeah, the gyms there are like very different. At the hotel, they're tiny. And they're not, like, American gyms. But you get so many steps in there. You're yeah, like, we're, like, in the 20,000 steps. Yeah, you cannot, like, the thought of working out and weight training is, like, no. Your body's too tired. Yeah, you're exhausted. Even here, like, we – I used to do a lot more cardio in general, and I cut back, like, a ton. But even here, I'll do – like, a lot of you guys are messaging me about, like, my Stairmaster workout. And to be honest here, like, I haven't been, like, that regimen, but – I, like, had just been doing steady state just to, like, do something when I get up. But I would just, like, here I've been doing, like, 15 to 20 minutes, like, on some cardio machine. And then I've been weight training for, like, probably, like, 25 to 30 minutes. So they all my workouts have been under an hour total. And then I'm, like, going to the sauna after. But I've been doing them, like, I get up first thing in the morning and I work out. 
I mean, my family's a little bit different. Like, I like to work out in the morning. My dad, like, will go in the afternoon. But I've learned for me, like, I like to get up when I first, I like to do it when I first get up because, like, before I even eat anything because, for one, I think we talked about we've been, like, we've been doing the fasting a little bit for one, but I do that every on every trip. If I'm, if it's just Alex and I, and we're not worrying about other people, I like get, I like to get up first thing and work out because before I start getting hungry and like way too hungry, I like, I I like to just like drink some water and I used to have coffee, but I don't anymore, but I just drink, drink something and I drink a lot during my workout, a lot of water. And after that, after my workout is when I eat. So, I'm like, I'm looking forward to my meal. And I don't like to be, like, too full when I work out. So, if I work out later in the day, it's just, like, it works for some people. I'm just, like, like, for example, here, I'm on the beach. I don't want to think about that I need to go inside and change and, like, have that hanging over me. I don't like that. So, or even if I'm out somewhere, I don't like it. Like, I will go on a walk. Like, so, for example, here, every day, I've been, like, which makes it, I think, People are like, I don't work on vacation. I think it makes it easier on vacation because mm-hmm. I get up. I don't have anywhere to be, especially when it's like a real vacation, not a work trip. I have nowhere to be. I get up and I put my workout clothes on. And I go straight to the gym. I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to, like at home, it's harder for me because I'm like, by the time I get up, by the time I let my dog out and like get started with my day and get bombarded with emails and like messages on Instagram, blah, 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 I start getting hungry and I'm like, now I don't want to go to the gym and I'm like too stressed out. So here it's like, I have no distractions. I just get up and work out. So I guess for some people it works out that they don't want to work out on vacation, but I think it's just, it. I honestly think it's easier. They already have a gym set up for you. There's other people there working out, so you just have to bring your workout clothes and it's half the battle. If you forget them at home, well, then you're going to make an excuse not to go. But if you already have them with you, late. My, t- my trick is when you get to the hotel the first day, take all your workout clothes out, lay them out so they're visually there so you can look at them and you're reminded to do it. And set the goal the very first day to work out. Don't, unless you're, like, dying, I would say go work out the first day. So you set the intention. Even if it's, like, you go, like, do two exercises, like, whatever. Or go on a walk or something. But here, like I said, I've been doing 15 to 20 minutes of cardio. And then I've I've been weight training different body parts like I would normally. And... Even if, like, here, this they have a pretty good gym here. They have, like, a Stairmaster. They have a, they have a Smith machine. They have lots of, like, free weights. But even if you're in a hotel, when I traveled for work a couple years ago for my corporate job, they had, like, decent gyms, but some of them were, like, not very good. They didn't have anything. They had, like, two machines. I would just make the best out of it. Just do a few weight training exercises. Just do something, and you'll feel so much better. I would do it first thing in the morning, the same thing. And you feel – you just feel – I think – I feel like you make different – when you have in that mindset, you make better health choices throughout the day. Yeah. Even if you're And even if you ate badly, then you're like, okay, at least I did something. Mm-hmm. So here I've been working out in the afternoons usually. I mean, not today, but usually I'll go on a walk or something on the beach. Or if I'm out of town, not on the beach, I feel like we walk around and we do something. Whether we're shopping or like... Yeah, we've had a ton of steps. You've been wearing your watch. Yeah. And it happens, you'll see if you're wearing a watch that tracks your steps. When you're working, when you're at a hotel... I find that I walk way more, even if I'm not, like, trying to walk. I walk way more because you're walking around the property to, like, get to different places. At my house, I'm, like, it just shows you I work all day. For those of you think that don't, I just, like, sit around and don't do anything. I Well, it kind of looks like that because I have zero steps. I'm just working all day. So I'm on my computer or my phone, and I have, like, zero steps. Even if I go to the gym, it's bad. But anyway, here... 
I'm getting a lot of steps and I find that on every trip I always have so many more steps whether I'm like in a city or not just because you're walking the property so just think you're I'm getting at least 10,000 steps a day and if you do something in the morning when you add that all up like at least you worked out and I'm not saying work out every single day I think it's a lot easier to work out every like most of the days you're here and do it first thing before you get distracted mm-hmm. with like meetings family relaxation whatever just get it out of the way and do something find it you can watch that show you can listen to good music put yourself in a good mood just start your day off well and like you're not I mean especially here it's like a tropical place Everyone's at the gym working out. Not everyone, but there's a lot of people working out because probably because they're used to doing it. I mean, I feel it. like it's, like, the dedicated people. Well, no. I mean, maybe, but I think people just, like, it's a nice gym, and obviously they bring their stuff. And, I mean, I've been other places, but this place in particular, a lot of people work out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're at the beach, but nobody takes, I mean. You can, and, yeah, you can always be active, like, outside. You can walk around on the beach. You can do, we've done a workout on the beach. Not here, but it's hard. But I've been getting so tired just walking on the beach when your muscles I'm like, get uh, so your muscles get tired. Or like going up the stairs in the hotel. I'm like I can't. I'm like an old person. I'm like oh, yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> well, plus you're out in the heat too all day. So. Yeah. But my tips would definitely be whether it's a work trip or a vacation, pack your workout stuff because yeah, if you don't have it, that's half the battle. Yeah, I agree. And obviously, you don't have to work out like she said. You don't have to work out every day, but. Just doing something maybe like once or twice while you're there, you'll just feel so much better. You'll you won't feel like you fell off the wagon when you get back. You won't be like, oh my god, I need to like I didn't work out for a week. I think it just helps you keep like keep yourself kind of in check with everything and also food choices too. I think it helps. It helps me mentally. Plus, I don't you're know. burning calories. So yeah, I mean, not that you need to do that every day, but it's good. It's good just to stay kind of motivated. So those are our tips on working out on vacation and. We want to do a blog post on that eventually, but for now, this podcast will do. And then, obviously, being overseas, it's always, like, I think it's the best time to buy jewelry or designer bags. And we, when we went to Europe, we our mom got, like, a Gucci wallet. We've had one of our friends bought us a Gucci bag when she was in Europe. And it's the best time to get, like, jewelry. Like, we got our Cartier Love bracelets our parents did a couple of years ago for our birthday. And... They got them here because you can save on the tax and it saves you a little bit of money. So kind of on that topic, we wanted to share our favorite designer bags. And I mean, I I don't have, we we honestly don't have a ton, but we have a few that we wear. I feel like there's so many good, just like leather brands or if you're like vegan, Soul Society, you'll see we post them a lot. They're vegan. And I... I feel like maybe when I was in high school, and maybe some people, I mean, I know some people love designers still, and I do, don't get me wrong, but I don't think you have to have a designer bag to, like, look put together, Um, and I think on that topic, I think investing in one or two is good, but I don't think you need a whole closet of designer bags. No. But with that being said, we're going to share our favorites, so mine, we've had both these bags that we're both going to talk about for a few years, but... The one that I was talking about, my friend got me, and she brought it back for me because I wanted it in Europe, but it's the Gucci Disco Soho bag, and you've probably seen it. It comes in, like, red, black. Uh, We have the tan color, but it's just, like, a crossbody bag with the simple Gucci logo and the tassel zipper, so it's really, it goes with everything. We dress up and down. I think it's, like, around a 1,000, I don't know. 900 something? Yeah. And... 
they have it like everywhere gucci store neiman's but if you're overseas i would definitely recommend trying to get it there like if you're in europe i would definitely recommend getting it there because it's less expensive and the whole thing with the tax savings so if you know you're going somewhere or you know someone that can get it for you i would highly but recommend it with that bag that i'm going to mention we literally wear it every day one of us is wearing it and so when you when you do like the cost per wear it's like it sounds like it's a really expensive bag, but when you wear it all the time, like, you're basically saving money because, I mean, but really, like, I have all these other bags, and I wear that one. The mo- I wear these two the well, most. Well, it's the whole thing is I would definitely say when you're buying a designer bag, do not buy something trendy unless yeah. you have the money to buy multiple bags. But if you want one or two good bags, don't buy something that's, like, super trendy. Like, I'm thinking, like, like, when Louis Vuitton had, like, the prints on them, like, they're cute. The color, the rainbow well, ones. Yeah. I don't know what those are called. Or when they had, like, the petals painted or anything, like, hand-painted. Yeah. Like, they're really cute for that moment. And I've gotten a few DMs about them. I think they're cute, but I don't know how much you're going to wear like, them. I think they're cute for a season, and by next year, you're going to be like, why do I have this? And that's so why I always say, go for something that's really, like, on the plainer side. Like, go for, like, the classic monogram or go for something black or cream color because the papa colors i like but they're very memorable red with the exception of like red but like yellow like all these things are cute but i think in a season that color might not be in yeah. and everyone's gonna remember it tan like you can wear that for years no one's it matches everything same black. with black yeah. black is always a good thing like these other pantone colors that are the colors of the year like don't get me wrong i like them but in two years, you're going to be like, uh, I'm not really that. And everyone's going to remember it. So Yeah. So that bag I love, obviously, we wear it literally every single day. One of us is wearing it. We share that one. Which, we fight over yeah, it. Yeah, we fight over it. It's my turn, by the oh, way. Okay. The other one that we wear all the time is the Louis Vuitton Neverfull bag. And I'm sure you guys have seen it like a million times. But we've had ours forever. We have the, we have the MM. Yeah, the, we have the MM size. Because people message me. It's the medium yeah, one. It's the medium one. I think the small one is a little too we're small. Petite, we're petite. We're 5'1", and the, I think the, the small one's too and small. And the GM is, like, way too big. I mean, if you're a bigger girl and you want, like, a lot of space, you can do the GM. But if you're our size, I think it's a little overkill. Yeah, I think the MM is a great size. We have the Damier. Is that mm-hmm. how you say it? The Damier. We have the one that's white, and then we also have the brown no, we don't have the brown. We have the Louis Vuitton print. I forgot what that's called. Monogram. The monogram. <laughs> the monogram. I forgot what that is. We have the monogram, and then we also have the white Damier. I also like the brown Damier, too. I don't know what the proper terms are for these, but that's what we I have. I don't know if you're saying it right. I don't even know, but hopefully you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. They both, I think the white one's a little bit more summery, but I will say I wear it in the winter, too. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. The bag is... I think it's made to be, like, a beach tote. I think when they originally made it, it was supposed to be a beach tote, but it, like, took off, like, a couple years ago. And even with that, it looked classic, but I was like, uh, I don't know. In a couple years, I feel no, like we no got one's it. Care. We got it before we were interning for our, so that was in 2012. We've had it. We've had it and since And they're then. still, like, popular. Still going strong. I mean, they're kind of losing, kind of falling apart a little bit. We, I mean, I will say, we, we used to use it as a work, I got it as a work bag. And then I started wearing it as a purse or whatever, but, like. I don't even remember that. Yeah, we got it. I have another LV bag that I, like, example, I have, like, a bucket bag that I should, like, probably sell because I don't even, I never wear it. I wore it, like, in high school. Yeah, and I have the, um, the Speedy. The Speedy 25. But see, some of these were, like, they're classic, but they're kind of not in a way. I would definitely, like I said, go for, like, a classic style bag because the bucket bag, mm, I don't know how classic that is, but. 
anyway, I would definitely go, like I was saying, go, don't go, like, brights are cute. If you have the money to buy multiple bags, go ahead, but I don't advocate for buying something, like, I would get something bright and something, like, that's more affordable that you're going to use for a season or two, and then you're fine to, like, donate or get rid of it. Yeah, um, but those that, the Neverfull is definitely my favorite. I get so many questions about it. It's just a great all-around bag. You can wear it every day. You can wear it to travel. You can wear it to work. And it just goes with everything. And I like the Disco Soho bag because it's a crossbody, so you can wear it night out. You can wear it during the day. Over your shoulder. You can wear it over your shoulder. You can hold, You can, like, kind of hold as a clutch. You can. Yeah. But it can be dressed up or down, depending on what color you get. And then our mom has the wallet, the Zippy wallet, the same Gucci win in black. That's the one she got in, in Florence, I think, and she loves it. And I like the leather's, like, pebbled, so it yeah. doesn't show, like, every scratch. Yeah. It's just a good – they're both great buys – Really good to invest in. You'll have it for years, and they're always classics. Like, those will never go out of style. So, those are our favorites. We This episode's a little bit shorter, but we hope you guys can hear us. My phone battery's legit dying. Yeah, we keep, so. she keeps pointing at the battery, like, having a nervous breakdown about it. So, if we sound kind of like... <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's loud, Yeah, for one. Yeah, we're just If hoping. not, next week will be better. But... Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And thank you so much for the support you guys have given us. We really appreciate it. I love getting all the messages from you guys on Instagram and the email saying you guys are listening. We're on Spotify now in case you guys haven't listened on there. It should be much easier for you guys to listen to our episodes on there from now on. And um, if you guys give us any kind of feedback, we'd really appreciate it. Leave us a review on iTunes or send us a DM with any topics you guys want to hear. And we will be back next week. Have a great weekend.